like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Heather. I know you're here to listen to the podcast, but did you know I also offer all kinds of online consulting services? Stuff like webinars, book studies, curriculum training and consultation, and even companion activities for podcast episodes to use for staff development. If you're interested, you can check out my website at www.thatearlychildhoodnerd.com or you can email me at heather at thatearlychildhoodnerd.com. Thanks for listening. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt-Santi, and I'm really, really, really excited uh, because on this episode, I'm joined again by Katrina Makasayat from Zero to Three. Hello. Hi, Hi Heather. <laughs> Yeah, so you've been on with me at least once before. Um, I think maybe just once, and we tried the time that my mic wasn't working. Um, so, so go ahead and tell people what you want them to know about you before we start talking. Yeah, so my name is Katrina Makasayad. I work for Zero to Three. I am one of the content specialists in the professional development workforce innovations department of Zero to Three. <laughs> And we are in charge of supporting professionals who work with infants and toddlers by providing um, professional development, technical assistance, and supports basically to provide research-based information to help infants and toddlers develop fully. And I know Heather... And I think I shared it in the previous episode because we also do training of trainers and Heather is one of our certified trainers. Yay. Yay I'm so excited. I got finally my full totally certification. Yes. So yeah, I'm really excited. I'm getting ready to do the uh, cognitive development mini course in February. Wonderful. Great. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, so, uh, and, and folks who are listening to this have heard me talk about that training, like probably more than they want to, because it, it was such a great experience. And I, I really do like the curriculum. So I'll just throw that plug in. Yeah, it's, <laughs> for it's a great, um, it's comprehensive mm-hmm. and it is really just focused on infant toddler educators and right. how to support them with observable skills so that we really do feel that's innovative in the field. It's not mm-hmm. something that needs quote unquote watering down. It's not preschool that's now for infant toddlers. It's right. really just infant and toddler focused. Yeah. Yeah. The observable criteria 
really sold me gets at, at the beginning or the skill sets at the beginning of each section where there's just a really clear bullet list of things that you'll be able to observe in an adult who knows how to help a child with that area of development. Yeah. Um, so that I think is really what's needed for folks who are working with infants and toddlers in the field. Yeah. And it, it's a great, um, you know, smart goal as you know, the, the yep. professional jargon because yeah. <laughs> educators sometimes have the intention like I want to do great things for the children I want to support them mm -hmm. but they don't know where to start and the yeah. competency skill statements really give them a place to start yeah yeah great so um, if anyone has more questions about that they can send me a message and I'll we'll, we'll figure out how to get you connected with it um, so we're gonna talk a little bit about one of the ways that toddlers explore their environment today and the quote I want to start with comes from a book called from biting to hugging Under understanding social development in infants and toddlers written by Donna Whitmer and Deanna Clausen um, which I accidentally discovered a couple of years ago when I was taking an infant toddler class written with a text written by Donna Whitmer. And then this book like came out that year and um, it was great. So um, the quote is, is this, as infants develop into toddlers, they become increasingly task oriented and want to make something happen or make something work. They observe the results of correct and control their activities. They increasingly react to the outcomes and this goal-oriented goal behavior with toys and objects then transfers to peers. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the reason that this is on my mind right now is um, I had a, a former teacher who, she used to work for me, she's still in the field, but I'm not her boss anymore, I guess is what I mean when I say <laughs> former teacher, um, who sent me a message because she had a, an older infant, younger toddler, kind of right on that borderline, who um, she felt like she needed to help because she was seeing a lot of aggressive play and um, what, what she was describing to me was he was kind of crawling over all the other kids and he would knock the other kids down as he was trying to interact with them. Yeah. Um, so that's what we talked about was let's switch our thinking and, and think instead about um, this is a toddler who's exploring the environment and the same kinds of things you see him do with blocks and <laughs> other toys you have in the environment he's doing with other people also. And that's yeah. all part of his exploration. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have it accurate. And mm -hmm. I, what I gravitated towards in that quote is that piece about goal oriented yeah. and how it, infants and toddlers really do hold on to that. I have to get from point A to point B mm -hmm. and I am not focusing that there are other children <laughs> here, but I really just have to get from that this side of the room to the other side of the room. And yeah. it's this idea of children are in this exploratory phase and they are, they are really trying to just navigate the environment mm -hmm. and also trying to navigate themselves in the environment. I mean, it's a big piece to kind of realize, oh, I don't really fit in this <laughs> space or yeah. this space is occupied. Um, that's, that's a cognitive skill that uh -huh. children are still developing. And I know the book is social and emotional, but a lot of it is cognitive driven as well. Mm -hmm. And um, 
shameless plug again. This yeah, is no, that that's fine because I was I was going to plug it right back in too. Yeah. But um, go ahead and say what you're going to say. <laughs> this is something that is a big part of the critical competencies, both in the social emotional area and in the cognitive area. So we talk about, you know, guiding behavior is one of the modules, and it's mm-hmm. part of the social emotional area. But we we refer to that module again when we talk about the cognitive area in the module um, supporting exploration Mm -hmm. and cognitive development because both of those things really do go hand in hand when it comes to infants and toddlers Mm -hmm. Um, especially in the way that they um, explore the environment or explore materials that Mm -hmm. can sometimes come off to us adults as aggressive behavior or hurting behavior, Mm -hmm. but it's really just their way of what would happen if I throw this block across the room or I am now able to walk and my peers maybe not, are not as mobile yet. So, you know, I can, it's so much easier to just walk over them versus going around them and they're all just discovering this, but to us, it really does um, come off as aggressive or a misbehavior, yeah. especially because we're talking about safety and other right. children. And and one of the main pieces of our job, we feel like, is to keep children safe. Yes. So it's easy to yes. slip into that as our main, main framework. Um, and I think we're really good as a profession um, at coming up with euphemisms for behavior conversations. <laughs> And so even though we've really been successful in shifting conversations about, you know, misbehavior or discipline into the social emotional category for so many people, that has just become the new way to talk about misbehavior. Mm -hmm. So reframing it as a cognitive exploration, I feel like can be really effective as we choose our responses. If we see it instead of, instead of something that we have to correct, it's something that we need to understand and plan better. And I think one of the ways I've talked about this in our trainings is to even relate it to adult behaviors. Like think Uh of yourself driving and somebody cuts in front of you. Uh It's, it's, it's an aggressive behavior. I mean, that is not safe. I mean, when we think about roads and cars and vehicles, that that's really not safe, but, often we, how we calm ourselves is to say, oh, that person really needed to go somewhere. Like that person really has a goal that they have to achieve. And like, I can like call myself, I can take a step back instead of hitting them Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm upset. And children are in the same space. They have a goal and most of it is really tied with exploration. They want to see what's going on in the environment. They want to see how things work and they go after that goal. And when we think about infants and toddlers, they don't have all the capacities that we as adults have. They don't have all of the experiences we can refer back to, to say, Hey, maybe I should do it this way. They're just in this trial and error phase. And, and also that social piece to it is that, Sometimes when things don't happen the way they 
want it to happen or expect it to happen, they get frustrated and they don't have those coping skills to say, oh, that wasn't okay or (laughs) that really hurt me. Yeah. Or Or even just, oh, you probably didn't mean to hurt me. You know, that kind of thinking. Your your driving example is really good, uh, I think, because and and really anytime we can connect to an adult Mm -hmm. uh, context. because it brings out that idea that we have so much more practice in those situations that we can see it differently and respond differently, even though we, we don't sometimes, sometimes we respond in the same way. Um, but we think it's okay for us when it's not okay for children. But anyway, um, and I think it's just because that we're so far removed from having to explore the environment in the way that toddlers explore it. We don't, we don't think anymore about, well, what would ha- what happens if I just bang this on something? Like, we don't need to learn about our environment in that way anymore. So, so it's harder for us to understand unless we really put some effort into understanding. Yes. And that is kind of the, you know, going back to these critical competencies mm-hmm. and the observable skills, those are the, the skill statements that we want to build in educators who work with infants and toddlers, a lot of them are focused on, you know, providing examples, providing alternative ways of meeting goals, providing mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, modeling pro-social behaviors, mm-hmm. modeling cause and effect. So that it does build this repertoire for children of, oh, I guess I don't have to throw Toys anymore. I know what happened. I can hit someone, or I. Yeah. It just goes plop on the other side. Like yeah. these are the things that we encourage, even before the quote-unquote aggressive behavior mm-hmm. happens, because mm-hmm. then children have this experiences that they can refer back to. Yeah. Does that happen overnight? <laughs> it doesn't. And you may be showing a toddler, you know a cause and effect mm-hmm. for a full month, like every day, that's just what you're doing is see, that's what happens when we mm-hmm. throw balls or that's what happens when we throw blocks. And um, it's a process. And right. And know. the, the things we say around and to the children in those situations eventually sort of pro- get processed into their self-talks. Yes. So if, yes. if he's, going from point A to point B and bumps a couple other babies on his way, just saying something like, Oh, you didn't quite fit through there or, Oh, your body bumped him when you went by or, Oh, he didn't like that. All of those cumulative experiences then will help them get to where we, you know, hope they would, they would be a little bit older. Because their executive functioning is still developing Mm -hmm. as well. I mean, we know, um, I think in the last podcast, I shared an example of a friend who bites and there were opportunities or experiences where he would bite someone and then say, biting hurts. Like <laughs> it, it takes a while for mm-hmm. the action to connect with the the knowledge or the uh-huh. words, but they, they get it because they're repeating it. Yeah. And it's, it's, like, you know, we, we talk all the time about process versus product. And usually we're talking about art kinds of stuff, yeah. but it fits this conversation too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the process is exploration. The product we want may, might be, you know, a more peaceful, easily managed group of children, <laughs> but, yeah. but we're not going to get there without going through the process. We're not just going to be able to say, 
um, if you wave this magic wand, it will change. And that's when I, when I gave this teacher who asked me the questions, and I don't think she's listening, but if she is, I want her to know I love her. <laughs> but when I gave her my answer, she said, yeah, that's what I thought you'd say, but I was hoping you'd discovered a faster way since yeah. the last time we talked, yeah. which I appreciate that honesty, but mm-hmm. no, it's still not faster. We still, the only way out is through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, and it is a, a, a part of supporting young children and, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of work where you're nurturing, supporting others is kind of checking in, checking in with yourself as well. Mm-hmm. That's why we at Zero to Three do a lot of work with mindfulness as well because we want educators to check in with themselves, themselves mm-hmm. as well and really touch base with, you know, I am not at capacity <laughs> to <laughs> support uh-huh. the way I this child needs to be supported. And maybe uh, you need to step away a five-minute break will help you and uh-huh. it's kind of it's modeling the same um, actions we want children that right. we don't want a child to stay in an activity that's frustrating we mm-hmm. want them to have space to walk away we want them those are the exact same tools parallel uh-huh. so that's a that's a good segue because I want to I want to give you a chance to talk about um, resources that zero to three might have for people who are wondering about exploration and, and aggression and, and all those things we've talked about. Um, because I know there's a lot of them and I know that I use them, but of course you have a better idea. Yes. So thank you. (laughs) Um, we, as I said, we have the critical competencies and the critical competencies for infant toddler educators now have a suite of products. So like if you are interested in becoming a trainer like Heather there is uh-huh. the training of trainer we also have um, um, a coaching component now so for the coaches out there who are listening if you're interested we hold um, coaching programs that get you familiar with the competency skills and you have the resources as well videos articles that support the three areas of development that is part of the competencies. So social, emotional, cognitive, and language and yeah. literacy. And, and those things are available even if you're not one of the trainers? One of yes. The, oh, awesome. Yes. So the coaching program is now open to coaches. We've opened it regionally. So anyone who's interested can sign up and join um, one of our regional offerings. And mm-hmm. we've even had certified trainers join us because they wanted to provide training and coaching support as part of their offering. And then we also have the online course, which is available directly to educators. So if you're, if you're an educator and you're interested in learning about the competencies, you can go to our website, you know, purchase the online course and it's Mm self-paced. So whenever you have time, to do it, you can take each of the modules. And then we also now have critical connections, which is supports for parents. They are parent leaflets that can be made available in early childhood environments, or even if you want to gift them to a parent, <laughs> oh, it helps support them um, in their understanding of their children's mm-hmm. development and their children and how to support their children's um, 
development and really bridging that gap of what's happening in the early learning environment and what they can do to support that and what it looks like in the home and what as a parent you can do in your own home. Mm-hmm. I think when we, when I was in the training, train the trainer with you, those were maybe still in development, the yes. parent pieces. So, um, so I'm definitely checking that out. You probably saw me writing notes yeah, <laughs> while you yeah. were talking all the things I'm going to check out. So if you, um, I guess if, if you had just, you know, a few minutes as you do now, but, uh, with someone who was wondering um, and needed maybe a short term, you know, we've talked about a lot of long term kinds of, yes. of of views. If they needed a, I got to go back in that classroom right now, and I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, what what would you send them back into the classroom with? Well, first, I'd really just give them, you know, a pat on the back. The fact that they are seeking support mm-hmm. instead of muscling through this is huge because you know that's the first step is Uh really just acknowledging like I need some help and let me go to the places to the people where I can find supports Mm -hmm. and then the next piece is just pausing just taking a pause and you know again thinking about that idea of keeping children safe if of course if it's not a safe environment you know don't pause like Mm -hmm. step in if you need to but kind of just taking a pause and really looking at what the child is doing because more often than not we take things personal because Mm -hmm. we we have that um like bias is a strong word, but we have something that we can kind of pull that, oh, that's an aggressive mm-hmm. behavior, but a child doesn't have that intent. 99% of the time, a child doesn't have that intent. Mm-hmm. And even when the intent is to push another child away or to push the educator away or the parent away, it's mm-hmm. usually because the child is cornered. Like I don't have any other means to get right. out of the situation. And you know, I often talk about biting is so effective. If you bite someone, they will leave you alone. You get immediate results. Yeah. And, <laughs> and children refer back to, those. oh, that was effective. I'll keep doing uh-huh, that. And, uh-huh. and, it, not, and not in a manipulative way, not in yeah. a like, um, well, that was so great. And now yes. I can do whatever I want and get whatever I want. But just in a my whole life is an experiment. And with this yes. last experiment, this worked well. So I'm going to yes. try it now exactly. too. Um, so I, and maybe, maybe part of that comes with the mindfulness that you're talking about where even in our, with, within our think, our thoughts, the language we use even internally mm-hmm. to process what we see a child doing. If we can make subtle shifts, you know, instead of aggression, we can maybe just talk about exploration or think yeah. about exploration. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a, a kind of a shorter term. No, definitely. And yeah. again, it's, we, you know, as educators, we are guiding children. And that's Mm -hmm. why in the competencies, we even call the module guiding behavior. Mm -hmm. It's because there has to be this understanding too of children have their own goals. Children have their own emotions. Children have their own, you know, agenda for the day. And we're, we're just guiding them so that Mm -hmm. it's not hurtful to others so that it's not hurtful to themselves and Mm -hmm. we're modeling all these behaviors that could be appropriate that are culturally appropriate in the situation that's the Mm -hmm. other piece that 
that needs to be looked at as well as culture like how maybe this is a behavior that is totally accepted in this child's culture so that mm-hmm. that pause that taking a step back understanding where the children are coming from that's a huge piece of not only supporting children but alleviating burnout and alleviating um, frustration from educators. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's something in it for us <laughs> yes, <laughs> to, to make yes. that shift. It's not just yes. that it's better for the children. It will help us in our day-to-day work too, exactly. to, to have that different way of even feeling about what's happening in our classroom. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, great. <laughs> that was- <laughs> That went so fast. I I told Katrina at the beginning of the, before we started recording that I wanted to try and and keep it to about 20 minutes because I had recorded two episodes before this and my voice is getting tired. (laughs) Um, But that really flew by. So we'll just have to have you join us again. Yes, I'm happy. I'm always, this is a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I appreciate it so much. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you'll come back for another episode next week. Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.